Hi, welcome to the Full Funnel Marketing Podcast, a podcast for you who would like to learn more about digital marketing and how to grow your online and offline sales. In this podcast, we will dig deeper into topics like paid search, paid social, creatives, marketing automation, AI and, and data. And uh, today's hosts are uh, me, Jonas Hagström and and Johan Lidner. And we come from the agency Keywordio. So today, Johan, we will talk about why to use ads on Pinterest. And uh, I'm extra happy to have you in the studio today because when was the last time you used Pinterest yourself? Uh, first of all, thank you, Jonas. Uh, and last time I used Pinterest was actually last night. But uh, I'll come to that story uh, a little bit down the line. So uh, keep tuned and uh, let's uh, jump into the second episode. Great. I look forward to to hear that. So why to use ads on Pinterest? Well, I say, first of all, uh, Pinterest is a great platform. It's new. It's quite competitive to the other platforms. The prices are uh, a little bit uh, more fair, I say, uh, because it's... It's not a new platform, but they're quite new in the ads place. So they are quite competitive when it comes to the, the price. So we have seen some really good results on uh, CPMs, uh, ROAS, uh, revenue uh, on Pinterest compared to the others. So that's why I think it's a great platform to expand. And on top of that, you don't need like an entire new creative plan to get started. So it's fairly easy to enter. Uh, so. I would recommend to at least test it out. Mm. And and I would say I meet I meet a lot of CMOs and performance marketing managers. And uh, one of the things I, I see is that they want to compare to the platforms that they are already using. So can you can you help me a bit understand more about if you compare Pinterest versus Meta and, and versus Google? Like yeah, how does it work? Yeah, of course. So that's a great question. And I think, as you mentioned, a lot of people asking, what's the difference? So I say Pinterest kind of fits perfectly in between the Meta and Google because people who go to Pinterest usually have uh, intent to look for something. For example, if you go on a ski vacation or if you're cooking some food or if you're going to do a birthday party, you're looking for inspiration or you might buy something as well. Uh, and Meta is more the goal while you're using Facebook and Instagram is not to buy things. Mm. While on Google, if you Google, I want to buy a ski outfit, then you want to buy a ski outfit, basically. So I say Pinterest fits perfectly in between those because it's mixed between interest, but also keyword searches. So it's uh, really good and it's further down in the funnel than Meta, I say. Mm. And I think also that, uh, I mean, one of the things we look at a lot at Keywordio is really looking at the full funnel and and I would say it really fits great into to that logic as well, because it, it really fills a gap between Meta and Google in terms of how the platform actually works. Yeah, exactly. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is that you can target based on interest. So if you're interested in skiing or cooking or home decor, you can target that, but also on keywords. So you can basically use the same keywords you do on the Google Ads. Um, or you can go broad uh, as well uh, to let Pinterest's own platform tell you what is actually converting, like what uh, interests do the buyers of your product have or what keywords uh, are they searching for. Mm. And do you see also the platform working all through the funnel from like top, top of the funnel brand awareness all the way down to 
conversion and, and sales? Yeah, of course. So Pinterest have quite a lot of different uh, campaign objectives. So we usually recommend go uh, full funnel. Uh, so like from the consideration to conversion to catalog, uh, like dynamic catalog ads in the end. So I think that uh, full funnel is a really good way to go for, for Pinterest. Oh, great. And when it comes to creatives, of course, everyone is uh, strained on the capacity of, oh, can we take another channel and can we produce the creatives that are needed just for, for, for that? What, what is the best practice when it comes to creatives for, for running ads on Pinterest? I think creatives is um, a great way to actually get started with, it, with Pinterest because you don't really need new creatives for Pinterest. Of course, you might need a couple of new ones if you want to do some tests later on. But to get started, you can basically use the same creatives you do for Instagram and you can uh, upload them then on Pinterest, either if you upload them yourself or if you use uh, like a third party tool like um, later to uh, upload them. And then you can basically use those organic pins uh, for the ads. Or if you're running a promotion and you don't want it to be seen, you can actually hide it from your uh, board. And so the best practice, I would say, uh, do a lot of testing, Mm -hmm. uh, get started probably with your own Instagram post. And if you're asking Pinterest themselves, uh, according to their guidelines, they want you to include a CTA in the, um, in the images or videos. Uh, a bit your logo, text overlays are always great. But uh, we've seen some really good results uh, on clients who don't have any overlays or logos at all. Um, versus some cl- clients have really good results when you have those text overlays. So I would usually recommend to test it Mm. because all uh, customers are different. And uh, when it comes to the, um, I said the creative part as well, um, like somewhere, some people think it's better to have a studio. Uh, But to be honest, if you're looking for a ski outfit and you want some inspiration, I think the best place to have the shoot is in the ski slopes or in a ski environment because then it looks more like natural to the to the field and uh, that's uh, but that's something you can test too studio images versus uh, like uh, like natural images mm-hmm. and i think also we're going to share in the show notes we're going to share uh, a slide deck where you get more information about how you can look at different placements as well so uh, you will have access to to that slide deck as well which will be easier for you to to see how you can make this optimal for for the company that you work for right now. Uh, but when it comes to dos and don'ts when on in Pinterest, what what do you have there? So don'ts, uh, I say a lot of um, people turn off the ads way too fast. So that's um, something you shouldn't do. Let the ads do um, do its job. Uh, look on like data uh, instead of purchases right away. So maybe compare it to like the click-through rate as an example. Do people actually click? Um, and that let it run for at least uh, 14 days, I say, before you can actually make a, a judgment of how the ads are performing. Um, we usually see really good results after 30 days. So that's something uh, we can see. And uh, another uh, don't is um, using too many creatives. And because then it's like creative fatigue. So only one of the creatives might get all the results. So we should recommend like somewhere between three to five creatives per ad 
to um, get a really good result. And then again, do the entire funnel and use Pinterest's own uh, analytics tool to discover who your customers are and uh, what they're doing. Hmm. And that's uh, and also uh, don't spend under 200 crown a day. <laughs> so, so when you're using the, the Pinterest analytics tool yourself, like what are typical things that you will find where you can learn more about your, your users? Well, as I mentioned before, interest is a really uh, good thing to look for mm. because um, you can sort it by tw- two things, engaged uh, audience or just the audience. And I usually go for the engaged audience because then you can see people who actually clicked or commented on their ads. Uh, and uh, sometimes it can be quite surprising that a lot of people like gardening, as an example. Mm. Uh, so yeah, basically look in the analytics uh, tab and you will find a great way to to see who your audience is. Great, great. And, uh, and I think also... I see that uh, many people struggle with uh, how to plan the marketing budget. And uh, of course, these days, it's also about efficiency a lot, like how you plan and, and allocate your budget. What would you say is the guidance for planning a, a marketing budget for, for Pinterest? Uh, I think the entry point is quite uh, good on Pinterest because you don't need to spend uh, a lot of money to get some good results. So... Um, I kind of jump back to building a full funnel strategy on Pinterest. Uh, so we actually done a few uh, good cases on this. Uh, so we usually start out with a, a consideration campaign with a quite small budget, like somewhere around like two to 300 crown a day. And then we run that for a few days until we have enough data. And when we have gathered that data, we usually continue with a conversion campaign. And then the goal is, of course, a checkout or purchase. But the targeting on the conversion campaign, we usually start out with the interest that is based on the broader consideration campaign. So it can be anywhere from like women's fashion to uh, gardening to uh, cooking. Um, And then later on, we usually add uh, also the budget for the conversion campaign. We usually recommend getting started somewhere between three to 500 kroner a day based on your audience. If you're Targeting the entire United States, you probably go around thousand crown a day, mm. and and then I hope you have connected the um, the catalog to your Pinterest account because then you can also create a catalog ad uh, that is dynamic on retargeting. So if I view a product, that will pop up in my feed, and that's another like two to three hundred crowners a day, and that's usually a pretty good starting budget. And then when you see some good results, you can start scaling the ad account. Um, and then down the line, like add like different interests, uh, different keywords, retargeting, commercial campaigns, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But uh, around when you have all the full funnel uh, strategy set up, which usually takes you somewhere around a month for with the data, uh, I think you end up around like thousand crown a day as a starting budget. Mm. Uh, but that's in the Nordics. If you go in the US, it's a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like building the full funnel approach, looking at the complete media mix and you fit Pinterest in, in that picture. Do you have any tools or recommendations for how to assess your, your media mix? Yeah, of course. Uh, so um, tested out like uh, Fosfa. Mm-hmm. It's a great tool. And they actually seen that uh, Pinterest is uh, stands out as the highest ROAS of all the social media accounts. 
by 2.2 uh, times. And we've seen similar results uh, on our ad accounts because um, basically we've seen Pinterest competing uh, with Google uh, on uh, on ROAS uh, already from the get-go, which is really impressive. Uh, so I guess Fosfa have done the research uh, pretty good because it matches our uh, results. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I think also that, uh, I mean, attribution, it's it's also going to be a future topic for for uh, for an episode. Um, but if I would be, let's say if I would be a very skeptical CMO and, uh, and I would look at, uh, the Pinterest attribution model, mm-hmm. um, and I look at the click and the view through and the engagement through window, um, how would you, how would you say, uh, how would you explain it to, to them? So, uh, Pinterest usually recommend that you use a 30, 30, 30, so 30 day click. 30-day view, 30-day engagement, uh, attribution window. Uh, basically, because uh, the products that are advertised on Pinterest are usually a bit more expensive. So it will take longer than one or seven days until you actually buy things. Let's say you buy a ski jacket for 10,000 crowner. And I'm pretty sure you just didn't go into the store and buy right away. Uh, you probably did a bit of research uh, first and then you tested it, you wanted to feel the quality, and you asked around, looked for reviews, etc. And sometimes it may, might take like a month, sometimes seven days, sometimes years. Hmm. Because you might have looked up to uh, one of your role models who was wearing the brand and you wanted the same jacket. And finally came a jacket from that brand that you like the colors, etc. Uh, so we think it's uh, really good to look uh, as a more holistic view. Uh, of how the ads are performing and that's why Pinterest is so good because it gives you um, like a longer attribution window compared to uh, Facebook as an example. Yeah. And you talked a bit about targeting and uh, I think I think what is what is interesting to me is that it is a very smart platform what you can actually do and I mean every everything in marketing it's about what's the message who do you target and, and how do you communicate to them? So can you dig a little bit deeper in the in the targeting options that you have? Yeah, of course. So I mentioned briefly before a keyword and interest. So you can do the same keywords as Google or you can come up with new ones. Same with interest. So you can reach people based on unique understanding of people's interests, tastes of life and stages. But you can also do a customer list. So if you have a CRM system, uh, you can upload uh, them. And you can also segment the people who bought from you, et cetera, et cetera. And from these customer lists, you can create act-alikes. So it's similar to uh, Meta's uh, lookalikes. And you can, of course, retarget site visitors. So people who bought from you, people added to cart, view content, et cetera. And again, there you can create act-alikes on people who purchase. And that's a great way to test a new audience. And then finally, engagement on your pins. So people who engage uh, with your uh, content, like liked or commented, uh, etc. And then, of course, you can uh, target uh, on age, gender, language, location, and device. So that's, uh, I guess, the targeting is very good on Pinterest. And um, you can also um, uh, do the research based on this. So if you go broader, you can find out of what your audience actually did. Hmm. And um, targeting is clear. I know how I should should target, but what uh, placements can I actually use? 
So there are a few different placements. So it's the standard placement, which most people use. Yeah, then it's uh, the video placement, uh, carousel and collections. And uh, I say, if you're doing performance, my favorite is the standard one. Uh, but if you're doing a branding ad, uh, the video and the carousel is, is really good, uh, in my opinion. Like, uh, I say as an example, the, the standard feed helped me last night, as I mentioned. So I was going to cook uh, some risotto. So I kind of Googled a risotto recipe. And the top was actually a post by Seta. Uh, and it was directly linked to their Pinterest account. Uh, so it was a nice uh, image of a risotto. Uh, with the recipe or the ingredients, uh, I think. And then in the description, it was like how to cook it and how to make it. So it's really a great way to use uh, Pinterest for inspiration or learning something new as well. Great. So last night, Pinterest was the savior. Exactly. And with Seta. Yeah. And today I had a good risotto for lunch as well. <laughs> Sounds great. No, but I think it's also about, the, for example, FMCG brands or travel. I mean, there's a lot more than the sort of big, obvious e-com categories like uh, cosmetics there are there are a lot of big categories on pinterest yeah exactly like uh, as an example i see a lot of ads i think is from emirates and other travel companies that do a travel checklist on uh, on pinterest and uh, to inspire the people who might already book the trip but how they can make the experience even better mm, mm. Yeah, and i think also i see i see a lot i think uh, ikea is doing a great job on on pinterest as well uh, finding out the categories that match them and uh, yeah, how they can be present with their brand and different products in a smart way. No, exactly. So what else do we have in terms of bonus content for, for this episode? So uh, earlier this year, we actually had a quite VIP event about Pinterest. So in the show notes, you can download the side deck from that uh, VIP event. It's really good, like... Uh, detailed and how to get started on Pinterest. But of course, I really see that you should get started with Pinterest now when it's Q4 mm. and the high season. And uh, either if you do it yourself or if you ask uh, someone to help you, and we're more than happy to uh, help you get started with the Pinterest and now, especially during the Q4. Yeah. And uh, we also have a lot of free online courses on our website. We will also share the link for, for the free Pinterest course that we now have on the website. Yeah. If you need help with marketing, you can just request a quote and, and I can promise you there will be me and Johan who will personally read that request and uh, give you a call to see how we would look at your full funnel marketing approach. Exactly. And uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, we would appreciate if you rate it and don't forget to follow this podcast as well. And uh, again, big thank you for tuning in and see you in the next one. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.